Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Marshall. You can find Nick and I, well, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group. That's the best way. We do love TikTok, but if you want to go there, it's HyperClean Store. Hang out with us on TikTok. It's a lot of fun, but best way to interact is go to the specialist page. Most everybody that comes on the pub goes there and it's a, it's a great time. A lot of fun. Uh, before we get into uh, everything today, we're going to talk some more about ceramic coating, some processes, some different things, prep work, all that fun stuff. Before we do, uh, we'll do a little bit of go around about some specialist stuff that uh, has come up on my page lately or so to speak uh, in front of me. And uh, so I just want to take a little bit to go over it, um, you know, especially for people that are, if you're listening and listen, this is, I absolutely love this when, when we get a phone call and we start talking and somebody says, you know, I, I listened to the podcast for years and, you know, they, but they, they finally want to reach out and talk about something. Absolutely love that. You know, that's what, that's what a community is all about. You know, that's what we're here for. And uh, it's a blast. To, to get on those phone calls. The people that are calling and they're, they're seeing an opportunity in their area and they are reaching out about distribution is even a, it, it's just, it's amazing. Brandon, as you and I have talked, you know, growing a distribution company is tough though. It was tough for me. So I, I always like to reiterate that to people. It's not a kind of, if you build it, they will come. I mean, it, it's going to take a lot of work. And so, Thank you to everybody that reaches out. But if, you know, I had a phone call with somebody earlier in the week and they, they didn't really have a plan. They just kind of wanted to some information, you know, go ahead and get a plan together. You, you should go and look for either dealerships are going to be tough, but if you got dealerships, there, cool. Body shops, cool. There's going to be tough, but you're going to find a lot of great, great times going into car shows, car clubs, those type of people getting in, in touch with them. It's not only great for your own business, your detailing business, but it's incredible for chemical sales as well. <coughs> so have a little bit of a plan. Uh, the people that have a plan, have an idea of where they want to go. I mean, they jump out and they start going and blowing and going. Um, Brian Mildren's one of those, which is cool, man. He already had a lot of stuff lined up, plan ready to go. And, you know, he's booming and going. So you know, definitely have a plan and have an idea and understand that it takes a lot of work. I, I don't shy away from the fact that it took me six months to get my first dealership account, cleaning cars and out learning how to do cold call sales with people that weren't interested. Okay. It's tough. If somebody's already got a product in their shelf, that means they're using something and you've got to go in and try and take it over. It's not always easy to do. Sometimes it can be, um, but most of the times it's very hard and it took me six months. So <coughs> people that are starting to get a little down or a little discouraged, Hey, keep going. I mean, press on it. I call it a climb should always be growing one inch by one inch climbing as you go. And it takes maybe for some people years and years, but at 44, looking back to where I used to be in my young twenties to thirties, boy, um, Joe, I mean, you talked about it. Brandon, we've talked about it. It's a tough thing to continue. You specifically mentioned your hands, Joe, right? For me, it was my back for me. And it still is right. Like 
that there's a lot of people that have start to get physical problems or they start getting concerned about their body. So absolutely right. Detailing is a passion that I will always have. I will probably still always run some type of detailing business, uh, which we still do, but chemicals and chemical sales and distribution for hyperclean is, is a much better trajectory in life for me where I'm at, at 44 and many other people also. So people are still, you know, weighing that out, thinking through it. Hey, reach out, go to hypercleanstore.com and uh, fill it out and let's chat. All right. Tonight I am drinking a Deschutes Neon Daydream Hazy Ale. <laughs> Excuse me. And I got some scratch in my throat all of a sudden as I started talking. I can't get it to go away. Uh, I thought, right, Deschutes, if anybody has Deschutes, a lot of times they'll have that, there's that, that fresh squeeze and you'll see it where it's squeezing an orange or something. It's in, a, in an orange can and that's a really great hazy IPA. This called a Neon Daydream Hazy Ale. Um, IBUs are low, which is good, and the alcohol is low, but there's flavors also pretty low. So, uh, <laughs> oh, well, sometimes you don't always get the great ones. You guys drinking tonight or Joe, you just hanging out in the wife beater? <laughs> yeah, I'm just hanging out in my comfort zone. I just had a protein shake with a naked mango. That's what I just did. Yeah, naked, the fruit in a gallon from Publix or Winn-Dixie. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Are yeah. So mix it with the Herbal Life protein shake, and it's really good. Oh, yeah. Did you get it? Are you into that stuff, Herbal Life and those things? I just got it. Um, just started on it yesterday. When I came back in town, it was sitting at my doorstep. My wife bought it for me. So started drinking on it yesterday and today. Cool. Yeah, I've done some of those. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. Good. Did you get into just to, to use the products or are you going to try and start selling it too? No, I just using it right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm on a five day fast right now. Okay. So I'm not eating any solid foods. So was fun. I did a 21 day fruits and vegetable fast. Oh, bro, it was difficult. It was tough. done it before. It was tough, but I've yeah. done it twice. So this one is just five days. Mm. Yeah, that makes it mm. nice. So what do you? You're drinking juices? Is that all you're doing yeah. or what? what's juices, your fast? Juices, waters, chewing on ice, um, whatever. You know, as long as it's liquid, I'm good. I always thought about blending chicken, but that's not going to go down right. So it's just <laughs> vegetables, <laughs> vegetables and juices. <laughs> chicken smoothie. Uh, besides the, the juices you get at the store, have you gotten into one year? I mean, because I used to do this every uh, beginning of the year. 21 days at the beginning of the year. I did it for years and years and years. Yep. And I ended up buying a, one of those juice makers and you, you stick the, the, you know, the fruit in there and, you know, push it down. It juices everything up. I mean, cause I was going through so much, so much. Have you gotten into juicing or just buying at the store? Juicing. So my wife buys these juicers. So we have probably like three or four juicers and it's depending on the size of the fruit or how she feels. So we have three juices in the house. But we did the same one. Uh, what do you mean? My favorite fruit? Really, believe it or not, it's more like a cucumber, celery. It's the odd taste stuff. I don't know why. Strawberry and all that stuff is common, but it's like the odd things I like to taste of. I even like beets, believe it or not. Even though it tastes a little grainy, but it's, I don't know, it's something weird about it. Okay, the worst thing so you could ever put in a juicer, though, that everybody says is the best? Kale. I can't stand uh, kale. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get much from it <laughs> you gotta really go at it 
Well, I mean, but kale's so healthy for you. It just, yeah. It's just such a terrible flavor. Yeah, you got to mix it with something. So well, we do it. But yeah, speaking man. of flavors, looks like cooking with Nick is on. What's on the menu tonight? If the oven preheats in time, pizza. Uh-huh. So I figured out how to make legitimate homemade pizza. I got a pizza steel, which you leave in the oven. And you preheat the oven. It's hot as it'll go for an hour. And the shit stays at like 600 degrees. Make a dough for it, like a homemade pizza dough. And it gets that crust, like it's crispy as a restaurant, like brick oven. So we'll try and make that. Right. But I just hit preheat and it takes like 45 minutes to an hour. So <laughs> do, you we'll see. Off? Mm. do you off the stove after it gets to 600 or just let it cook with the 600? Um, so you, you preheat it as hot as your oven will go. Mine goes to like 550. The stone surface temperature will stay like maybe 600, um, 550, 600. And you let it stay at that temperature for an hour. So that's so the entire like sheet of metal. It's, it's like a 16 by 24 sheet of metal that's three eighths inch thick. It's huge. Mm. Weighs like 30 pounds. So you let that preheat for an hour. And when, when that's like fully like hot, you can put the pizza on it and it's just it gets that crust. Oh, that's dope. Joe, that's a great question because I was wondering that too. So do you leave it, your oven on or then the, the stone will actually cook the pizza for you? Yeah, uh, you leave the oven on, but it only takes like six minutes to cook. Ooh. Oh, wow. You let it preheat for like an hour and it's, it's literally just like putting it in a, uh, a, a brick oven, like a pizza uh, oven at a restaurant. So the oven's on at like 550, 600 degrees, but that steel is like stupid hot. So it's it's cooking the crust while the rest is just cooking, like melts on the top, cheese and stuff. Is that like that an cheese. Amazon steel? Uh... I'm trying to yeah, buy it. Like, so it sounds really good. <laughs> baking steel. Baking steel. I'm on it. I appreciate that. Go buy one. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you ever messed around with cauliflower pizza? Yeah. My mom buys it all the time from Costco. Yeah. I love cauliflower. She's gluten free. Dude, that, that's such an easy thing to do. Like, you can just add like bacon or chicken or whatever to that and throw that sucker in. But I've not made a, a, a homemade cauliflower flour crust yet yeah i didn't either that'd be tough all right let's fun. go around the room real quick everybody's favorite pizza local is a is a chain called mazio's uh they have an incredible uh well listen my favorite is thin crust pepperoni mazio's is the favorite local place to go national chain favorite is domino's domino's thin crust i can crush it lucas favorite pizza not thin crust oh man I like deep dish or some nice thick, like almost doughy hand toss. Something like, Ooh. I want some. I want some bread on that pizza. You know, I like. I want it thicker than a Snicker. <laughs> My favorite favorite chain favorite, favorite chain? chain is probably Jets. I don't know if you guys got Jets where you guys mm. live, but it's it's pretty huge over here by like Michigan and South Midwest area. They got a few hundred locations. That's Detroit style pizza. Favorite and then, uh, uh, national chain? National. I mean, that's probably. I would probably go with Hungry Howie's. Oh, yeah. Hungry Howie's with some Cajun crust and the mm -hmm. butter crust. 
you doing both? Ooh. Hungry Ooh. Howie's, they didn't survive here. They went no. out. But that crust, you're right. That seasoned crust. Mm-hmm. Mm, delicious. No doubt. Good call. Brandon, favorite pizza and then favorite chain? Buffalo chicken pizza. I, I mean, even some gas station pizza when it's buffalo wow. chicken is really good. Ooh. Uh, but for chain, I'd go with Papa John's and I love their stuffed crust. <laughs> All right. Papa John's for me as a mobile detailer, it was every Friday. Uh, my mom would come and get her car washed. She knew where we were every Friday and every Friday she would come to get her car washed. And so she would bring some Papa John's pizza for us, me and the guys. And uh, <laughs> dude, that dipping sauce. Oh, that butter sauce. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Lucas, what are you drinking? I saw you tossing one back. Was that a Corona? No, sir. That is a Bud Light Lime. Oh. oh wow! I yeah, I one of those in a while. They're I had neither. Bad. Those used to be really. I really. There yes. was a time I drank a lot of those. Same this is my golfing beer. Yeah, I had a few that, left over. The, that Michelob Ultra cactus lime before they went in fusion, and it was just a cactus lime Michelob Ultra. Oh man, that was incredible. Derek, I I said earlier before we hopped on, you know, Deschutes. You know, I, I have said. Had- you have had it, right? Yeah, we talked yep. about it. it. has that squeeze. Uh, this is their Neon Daydream Hazy Ale. Yeah, don't do it. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. No good. Yeah, no good. Joe Clean, uh, I know you don't want to talk about eating pizza while you're fasting, and we hope that you don't break your fast right after this uh, episode and you, you're already <laughs> hitting up uh, Grubhub to bring you some food. But uh, Remember, what's your favorite pizza? Option. I say, remember, what? I had that option before I got on this call, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, your favorite pizza and then favorite chain? So my favorite pizza, I have three, okay? One is an Ebor from when I used to go to the clubs. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, man, they had these thick, big slices of pizza. I think it was New It was a hole in the wall, okay? Well, right, hold on a second. You said when you used to go to the club, you mean like yeah. last weekend or nah, this was this a few years. This was years ago, but it's still there. So you can go for lunchtime. But I, I found out we used to go to the club. So I went looking for one day telling my wife, hey, we used to go to the club here, but it's the pizza place and it was open. So I took her there and she was like, heck yeah. So she liked it. <laughs> All right, I I didn't know you were a clubber. And then interesting, oh. you might not have known that I was a clubber either. Man. I used to go to the club two to three nights a weekend. Sometimes like there was a crew of us in my young twenties, like we've yep. Thursday night, Friday night, maybe we'd take it off. But Saturday we were right back in there, you know, like sometimes it was three nights in a row. Like I loved, that's why I still love to listen to techno EDM house music. I mean, my favorite thing to do is go mm-hmm. cruise down doors off, top off, listening to EDM. Boom, 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 boom. Still love it. Yeah. So I used to go to the club. This is a 180 of what you see right now. So uh, that was my one spot. There's a mom and pop's Italian place next to the college, which is University of Tampa. Man, I took my wife there for her birthday in March. And dude, that was like almost the best piece I had in a very long time. All right. And then my other one is Hunt Pizza. Brandon, when you said gas station pizza, Hunts came to my mind. Hunts Brothers. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. I've seen it in Florida. Yeah. 
God, get it fully loaded. Dog, it's the best. I used to have that when I used to throw garbage. Every Wednesday on lunch is that area that we would go because it's closed on the weekends, which was Saturday, but we got it every uh, every Wednesday. So that was a memory, the reason why I love it, but it tastes good. So uh, I, go, go. <laughs> you guys go to, I, I just, I can't do gas station pizzas. Now, Quick Trip, I used to for a little bit. You guys have Quick Trip. Some people have had Quick Trips. They're, they're, it goes through different parts of the states. Started here in Tulsa. They're literally on almost every other corner. I ate their pizza for a little bit. Until I just, I couldn't do it anymore. What's so great about this Hunts Brothers and, and Brandon, your pizza at a gas station? I mean, it's just so odd to get. I get it, though. Sometimes you can find good, good stuff at a gas station. I, I say that you can, if you find a gas station that's, that's frying food, you're probably in somewhere through the South or Midwest, you're most likely going to have some really great fried catfish. It's a strange place to find really good fried catfish, but you guys are finding really good pizza. What's so great about it? I don't know. I guess it's like one of those things, even though it wasn't your best experience in your life, but it was your first. So you kind of (laughs) remember (laughs) I remember my first yeah all of this is just basically where I was at at the time when I did eat the pizza but uh Lucas said it the hungry Howries was mine when it came to chain yeah we got we got local uh gas stations here they're family owned called burn dairy they make some pretty good sandwiches really good pizza but the gas station pizza I'm talking about is nice and easy and it's Buffalo chicken. And then they have, um, they have blue cheese just drizzled all over. Yes. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) I, I don't know why I've never liked blue cheese. I'm not Uh, even a blue cheese fan and that pizza is amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, I won't eat it with like wings, but I'll eat it on pizza. Salad, horrible. And if they put Mark. like on a hamburger, and they love to put those like blue cheese crumbles over the hamburger. Hor- yeah, no. Really, horrible. Nick? Really? I can't stand I it. No, I hate it. I hate it. Can't do it. I'll yeah. like take it back. Take it back. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I do like it. I went to Ford's Garage. Ford's. I'm sorry. They have a burger that's a blue cheese bacon, whatever the crap may be. Name of this burger. <laughs> And it is, oh my God, I had the burger like three times. The same burger when I went back there. It is really good and it has blue cheese crumbles on it. Mm, I can't do it. That's the only way I did it and it was good. So yeah. (laughs) Derek, pizza chain. So kind of like what Joe and you, Marty, were saying, um, I used to go out to Tipsy Tuesdays and Thirsty Thursdays uh, near the bars near me. And there was this little- Tipsy Tuesdays. Joe, that's sort of like we were talking about 50 Cent a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, fucking Derek's going out on a Tuesday. <laughs> Tipsy Tuesdays and Thirsty Thursdays. We would go out and uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, there's this pizza place that called Pizza City. And they had, what we used to do is we used to order wings and they would take a little while to cook. So you always got a slice of pizza while you're waiting for your wings. And then you would eat the one slice and then get your 20 wings. And like I don't know what they were putting in these. They're just regular buffalo wings, but it was like, it was like crack, man. Like I just kept eating them all. And every time I'd eat them, I'd just be like, man. So same thing like you guys. I took my I took my wife there and we went there like on a random Wednesday. And she was like, Oh my God, these wings are delicious. 
But that was there, and then there's a place near me called um, Fratelli's, which is like a real local place. Like the you know mom and dad work there, and all the kids work there, and it's just like mm, such good pizza. Yeah. Okay, but what what pizza? What are you? Are you a pepperoni guy? Or you oh, I'm, I'm sausage I guy. I think I you're a sausage. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go bacon. You're gonna put some bacon on there. You probably gonna go with some uh, some chicken. And some Derek ranch. is a Hawaiian guy. ranch guy. No, you give I, him that Hawaiian style. That's what he looks like. Oh, there you go. Good call. Uh, I mean, who so, does pineapple on pizza? Is me, that no. dude? You know, absolutely not. No. I can't do pineapple, and I can never do I Canadian do. bacon. Canadian bacon on pizza. No, yeah. <laughs> so I, pizza. Hawaiian. Like Brandon, <laughs> like Brandon was saying, that buffalo chicken pizza. <laughs> if if I'm gonna go pizza or. I'll just take a regular cheese with nothing on it. And I just, I don't even care. Like, I'm All just, right, like, so I got the chicken cheese. part, right? We got the chicken but part, that, right? I knew you were like pizza. a traditional. I knew you were going to be just a little bit special. A little bit different. But that buffalo chicken pizza with that with that ranch or, or blue cheese circle around it. Oh, my God. So mm. good. Brandon, I my bad. What are you drinking? Oh, I was just cheering to the buffalo chicken. But I get I'm it. drinking Southern so Tier good. IPA. Southern oh, what? Southern, Southern tier. tier IPA, mm. right. very good. Derek, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Yards uh, Level Up Tropical IPA, which has like a little like almost like Donkey Kong kind of theme on it. It's a, it's, I think it's a Philadelphia Brewing Company. It's so good. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, John, we'll get to you here in a second, man. Good to see you, brother. Uh, we're 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 having a deep discussion on a very intricate part of detailing and that's eating pizza yeah i bet exactly yeah. <laughs> all right nick uh favorite pizza style like what do you like besides anchovies and uh what is your <laughs> what's your favorite chain uh i'm i'm torn between the 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 uh, detroit style that's kind of pan pizza with that really buttery crust that's really um, crispy or um, classic like pizzeria Italian thin crust. Um, not New York uh, style thin. It's not my favorite, but but I'm between like yeah, meat lovers, Detroit style or chicken pesto slash white pizza, super thin and crispy. Um, white pizza is your Brandon answer because I have two answers. Um, Chain anything but hungry Howie's, honestly. Ah! Wow, <laughs> killing me, smalls. I just do. Um, around here, I'm gonna have to say Jets. A close, close second is Poppy Murphy's, but you can't, you can, you have to bake that. So, Jets because they have like that Detroit style, and it's it's good. You get a good corner piece of that with that crust on it. Jets cool. is where it's at. I forgot Ooh. about Papa Murphy's. Good call. Yeah, it's it's on the other side of town. We only have one here in Tulsa. And it actually was by the car wash that I used to own. And I would go through it quite a bit. I think that owner, something happened with the owner. He was one of those owners, though, that like you, you love to see when you walk in, right? He's that guy that's back there helping the people work, but he's always saying, Hey, Hey, how are you? What's going on? You know, like he's one of those, he was one of those like right into his business type of guys. I really miss his pizza. Yeah. He had really great pizza. Uh, 
but you, it was difficult. You you got the pizza. You didn't really pay that much difference from a regular pizza place. And then you had to bake it yourself. And it was good, and especially the thin crust. I did like the thin crust, but it was odd that you were paying virtually the same and then having to do some extra work. So I'm with you. I will say their stuffed crust pizza is like mm-hmm. a calzone the size of a cutting board. It's mm-hmm. unbelievably huge. It's like maybe an inch to two inches thick. It's especially their meat lovers too. I've never seen that much food in just like one sitting. One slice will do you for a whole dinner. And it's it's just a massive pie. It's it's awesome. That's cool. All right, John. Uh, favorite pizza and favorite chain. Chain. I don't really have a chain uh, anymore. I really I just haven't been able to find it. But I love the the pizza by the slice, New York style, man. All straight cheese, like a five cheese. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat that shit all day long. Roll it up and stack two of them on it, and that's what I'll grab as I'm as I'm driving to the next client. Yep. I saw, yo, like a John, I, <laughs> I saw a guy do that like three weeks ago and he put it right on top of each other. And I was like, sir, hold on a minute. And he yep. ate it like a sandwich. It's a whole yep. different experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Domino's is. thin crust, man. I'm telling you, yep. I know Lucas, you can't stand the thin crust, but when you throw two of them on together, you got those crispies, you got the, <sighs> you got everything in between. <laughs> and you have all the oils and greases and everything that goes along with it. You just got to that flavor in, man. Have you guys had pizza from Costco before? Okay, that's oh, what I was yes, about yes. to say. Costco pizza to- is bussing. Yes. Yes, it is. Ten bucks, down. whole pie. Like, can't. Oh, yeah. You, it better you find me a better deal. No. I turned my yeah. wife on. Well, yeah, hopefully sometimes, right? Like, but I turned her on to uh, Sam's Pizza. And so whenever we go through Sam's, which is almost every weekend, like, hey, I got to get an icy. I usually get a pretzel. And then now we start getting a piece of pizza. And yeah, Sam's Pizza, you can do that because it's so big and you just fold it on top of each yep. other. Yep. Mm, that's the best. Let's, All right, Vic. Hey, man, good to you. see you, Vic. Uh, you Hold were on, on here just a second ago. Hold, hold oh, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. From, from Tulsa. <laughs> All right, Vic, we're talking pizza. I, I said I love – do you eat you eat Mazio's? I'm a, I'm a huge Mazio's fan. It's been around here for, I think, 30-so years or so. Mazio's, big chain here. But what's your favorite style pizza? And then what's your favorite chain? Mm, new New York style, man. But, uh, man, I, I, I don't know. I haven't fell in love with the chain. I, I mean – Guess if I had to choose like a chain, I guess I'd probably say the Costco pizza. <laughs> uh, all right. You said North's New York style. What about Chicago style? You ever go to? Uh, we actually have recorded a episode of the Pines of Polishing podcast at um, at the location there in Bixby, and we had the good friend of ours from SSR Scratch Repair, where she came in, go. and and we did a little episode. Uh, eating some Chicago style pizza. You ever eat Chicago style? Actually, yeah, they flip not. it, right? So it's got the sauce yeah. on the top with everything else below. It's it's really weird. Yeah, no, it's not my thing. But I mean, if we got to choose some somewhere local, uh, Andalini's is where it's at. Oh yeah, <laughs> Andalini's is pretty good. You can go downtown here in Tulsa, and you can go to Andalini's by the slice. Now you'll pay like ten bucks for a slice, so you you really don't want to go there. Yeah, I, I went there one time because I was trying to find a place to eat. Walking downtown, I was like, oh, I'll go in. It was literally like twenty five bucks for a slice of pizza and a beer. I was like, Oh man, uh, I don't think Jeez. I'll come back. Hey, you guys want to check out the new mobile rig? We just bought this thing. Oh yeah, what'd you get? 
It is a pretty unique one, man. Let me see if I can turn the camera around. It's a VPD huh? MV1. Oh, okay. I've seen a few of them. Grab them around. It's got a ramp. Oh, man, I locked myself out. But it's got a ramp that goes down. It's a, it's a handicap vehicle. That's yeah. why you park it in handicap? <laughs> yep. Did, did you really did just lock it? Oh, okay. You didn't lock yourself completely out, though. I was oh, like, no, oh, I shit. just got to unlock it. it. All right. Let's see. Yeah, look, dude, it's got the little ramp and everything. It's pretty cool. Okay. So you said it's a what? What's the name of it? It's a VPG. M MV1 is what it's called. It's a wow. CNG, too, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice, that is cool. Nice. Oh, I think we lost Vic. He's oh. he's trying to go remote. Maybe his uh his Wi-Fi on his phone went out or his, his dad or something. Uh, he mentioned CNG though. There's no doubt that that I love CNG. I converted my Titan years ago over to CNG and in 2011 12 there was also a gas crisis. Uh Gas prices were the same as they are now, but back then it meant a lot more and it was a big struggle for a lot of us. And so I, uh, the, the, my first warehouse as a distributor selling chemicals was really just a, a rundown shack. I started out of my garage, piled a bunch of stuff in my garage. And finally, when I could start getting enough movement, I, I found a place in what's called Jinx, which is this town where we live here in uh, Tulsa. And I mean, it was a rundown piece of shit, but it, you know, I, I just needed to store some chemicals, right? I, I didn't need much. And the neighbor at that warehouse was a mechanic, right? He ran some cars through here and there, but I mean, this was a, this was a dump. So he didn't do much. I, you know, I was just starting and I, I somehow convinced him to try and figure out if he could put CNG into my Titan. And we bought a kit off of, uh, like eBay or something. I mean, it came out of China. He had to drill so many random holes in our injectors and different stuff. Well, it didn't come with an extra filter, had all these different things that weren't outfitted for the US. So my CNG doesn't work anymore. But for years, it was awesome because I roll around at 80 cents a gallon while everybody else was doing what we're doing now at 455, 556. Like, massive way of saving money and I, I loved it it was i think it was a big reason why i was able to make it because i was having to drive around the state and i couldn't have done that at five bucks six bucks a gallon when you know I'm, my main living was detailing cars so if i was gonna dump it all into that while i was driving three hours to go see if i could do a sales call couldn't do it but at 80 cents i could it was a big deal all right so one of the big topics i want to talk about tonight was uh well was came out of a post that I had made and it was a TikTok post and I talked about it in, you know, recently. And it was a post about why are ceramics coating so hard to apply? And I just showed my way of applying it and using hyperclean and how easy it is. The comments were insane and everybody was talking about how hard, why it's so hard and this and that. So I wanted to hear from you guys. Let's toss it back. Let's go around the room. Let's do this in like kind of a quick thing, you know, less ums and ahs and more straight to the point. But all right, Lucas, ceramic coating, is it tough to apply? What is the hardest part? Now, we got to go from as soon as the car comes in to when it leaves. So that's that full process. What's the hardest part for you on applying a ceramic coating? 
the hardest part is just double checking your prep work, you know, pulling it outside before you lay the coating, making sure all your polishing oils are gone, making sure that you got it wiped down perfect because I've done it before where I've coated a car and triple quadruple checked it and then pulled it outside after I finished the coating and looked at the car and oh, there's a little, little circle of compound right up here up by the driver's door handle and then have to wipe, you know, compound it off and then re-wipe it and recoat that door panel. But just double checking your prep work. Coatings don't have to be rocket science. There's lots of, you know, hyper clean coatings are great. I've had good experience with those on several on, on a few cars and then there's um there's no need for you to go with a multi-layer pain in the ass coating with today's technology there's zero reason to do it and i know lots of guys get great success out of it and you know it's good for you i'm happy that they see success with those coatings but i don't personally see a reason from having to spend three times the amount of time it takes from an easy to apply single layer coating in today's technology Cool. Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah, I think uh, it depends on the coating. Uh, some coatings are super simple. I even wonder why people pay me to put them on, like some of your coatings, Marty. And then some other coatings sometimes take me two days to prep and get ready. <laughs> and on. Like it takes forever on some other coatings. So I think it depends on the brand and how it's formulated. Okay, but the overall process, what's the hardest thing for you? For those hard coatings, honestly, the applying and wiping off is a pain in the ass. It, it is to level it outright and check every angle with a light to make sure there's no high spot, there's no smudge, there's no nothing. I think that's one of the biggest pain in the asses. And for most coatings, probably the prep work takes a while, I would say. All right. But for you, it's the, it's the, the fine tuning of making sure you don't leave a high spot. On that hard coating. Yes. That takes quite a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, especially if you got a soft clear coat. Oh, it's yeah. black. Oh, oh yeah. And if there's a little bit of humidity out. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Joe Clean, hardest thing, hardest part, overall process, car comes in and leaves, hardest part of the process for you? It's based on both of the answers that you and Brandon was just discussing. In game, it doesn't matter what coating that you use. If you don't know the humidity, if you don't know that your towel needs to be changed out because of how much product you're using, mm. um, your flash time. It's so many different variables. It's easy to smear on something and wipe it off. But like I try to train guys, like I literally would take some solvent-based tire dressing, I'll put it on a panel and tell them to wipe it out. If you can't get every drip drop of that, that smear off of the paint, you're not ready for a ceramic coating because that clear spot that you think is clear is going to turn into a high spot. It's going to be a streak. So it's little things like that that I use as concepts. But the hardest part is making sure you're not too fatigued from doing all the prep work and whatever time of the day you started to think that, you know, what you wiped off was good enough. You know what I mean? Or get into a grill and forgot you put it into a grill, you know? And then when you go to do the maintenance wash a month later, it's like, ugh, you know what I mean? So those well, are- What about a side mirror where you, you, 
you were just trying to put it on a side mirror while you're doing some other part, and then you forgot that you put it on that side mirror. That's I've the hard that. part. I've done that. Yes. We, I mean, starting out. And with I Trey? Did, oh, God. Yeah. yeah we that, all have done Never even M4 wiped it, did. right? The like, just did, it just yeah. dried. Yep. It just dried. Yeah. Mine's, mine's dried right up under a headlight. I thought I had it. Next thing you know, it was on a G wagon. And I'm sitting there like, damn, like I can't. And then he had a, he had a, he had that big bar, that grill that goes across the front. I couldn't even reach it with a polisher if I tried. But he don't know it's there. Right now it's there till this day since last year. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but <Yeah>. I noticed it, <laughs> you know? So that's yeah. the hard. So the wiping in those random places. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Derek. Um, kind of like everyone said the prep work, but, uh, I know my, for me, um, it was making sure you blow out all the cracks and crevices with air because when I first started using, even with hyperclean coatings, I, I thought I got all the water and especially on Audis, you'd be polishing and you know, the, the, the rotating pad would suck water into the thing, or you'd be wiping their towel. Like my favorite is like, you'd be doing a whole panel of tray. You go to wipe. And the little edge of your towel would grab some water and yep. assume is that water and you watch streak. that water go <laughs> and it gets a streak right down the middle of the door and you got to polish that whole door again. So now that's like my number one thing. The last car, that charger we just did, we went through, I got that little blow air dryer. We made sure everything was blown out. So I was like, I ain't having this happen ever again. But that was the hardest part for me. It's just, but the actual coating is not too bad anymore it's really just the you know i use primer polishes i prime prime everything coat them and then i'm good to go usually but yeah you're right there's a little bit of water which makes it makes sort of the people that are rinseless or waterless makes them kind of really stand out that it's a lot easier you're right man absolutely the water that gets in a side mirror you think you got it all out and then you bump it while you're wiping yeah (laughs) and you go what the hell? I, I got oh, all that out. Like, it wasn't here. And Brandon knows. I was gonna say Audi. For some reason, the Audi A5s and S5s. The there's just I don't know where they keep the water. But I was blown out. It was like puddles coming out. I'm like, where the hell is the water coming from? Jeez, you like work on an RSQ8. Yes, oh, Q5 <laughs> as well. God, not Jesus. yet. I've, I've done a QS, uh, QS, well, R, QS5, but I've not done a Q8 yet, but soon yeah. I, I got to do a, and then I got to ask uh, Nick about Tesla. I, I sent him a picture. I got to do a plaid soon. So Q8's bad. Oh, geez. The RSQ8 with all the honeycomb and stuff. It, oh. Yeah, the oh. bodies. I, oh. I don't know where all the water sits. I've, I've got two of them. It yeah. comes out oh. of nowhere, everywhere. Oh, gives me nightmares. Good call. Good call. All right. Cooking with Nick. I think Joe Clean hit this on the spot, honestly. It's knowing what coating you're working with, knowing how it reacts with the elements, knowing how it reacts with humidity, how it flashes in different environments, and knowing, you know, just how to optimize it. You know, do you want to go into a, a detail where it's, you know, where it's 115 degrees outside and you want to use a coating that's really bad to use or flashes really quickly in the sun? Or, or do you want to use a coating that really easy to use in the sun and you know you got you got to balance that you know what's what's it worth to you to fight with that coating you know for me personally it's the hardest part is the wipe off is making sure that i'm not getting high spots i don't really have the luxury of of 
a climate controlled garage where I can put a really hard coating on and, and, you know, use a really difficult coating or a really tacky coating and take my time with it. You know, I've got my driveway, maybe a wash bay at work if, I, if the car's already prepped and ready, you know, I've got to know what I'm working with. So it, it's finding the high spots. And that's why I really like Trey. I know how it's going to work. I know how it's going to work in the sun. I've done that, you know, but on my personal car, when it was CC 105, you bet your butt. The first time I did that in my driveway, I got some high spots. I saw oh, that yeah. streakiness. I saw that sweating solidify like that. And guess what? Once it's in and you see that solidify, mm, you're going to take a rag and you're going to get some polish on that and mm -hmm. do that. All right. Here we go. Yeah, you, and it's just can't... repeat, repeat with that if you don't know how how big of an area you can do and whatnot. So it's, yeah, the hardest part for me is judging what size you're doing, you know, judging what size of an area you're coding and the wipe off, making sure you're not getting high spots and, and prematurely cured coding. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The tray, if you leave it, which we just joked about, if you did it on a side mirror, if you do, it's, it's tough to get I've off if that. you leave a high spot. Yeah, you, you can't do oh. that. It at one of my favorite times just in <laughs> in coatings and in what we've done is a training that I did at the Rupes facility in uh, Colorado. I'll be there next and week. it was our distributor that uh, also is a Rupes distributor. And so, you know, we were actually able to go into the Rupes facility. Jason Rose did all of his talk about the, uh, you know, the prep work that goes into it as far as, you know, whether it's full paint corrections or we talked heavily about achieving a 75% paint correction with a one step and how that, you know, and this is, this is 2019. So this was way beyond everybody. And we were pushing heavy in that training to do one steps because 75%, your average customer is going to think is flawless. So just do a one step, get your 75%, be good to go. Well, in trainings that we do, we always leave a little bit of high spot to let people try and figure out how to get it off. It took Jason Rose, I think, four, four times, and he finally kind of got it, but he did a fifth time, used a little nano, right? A little nano yes. hybrid. And at one point in time, this is why I say it's my favorite thing, right? It's Jason Rose, seen probably every other coding that's out there. And he looks up at me and goes, wow, this is, this is really good stuff. I'm like, thanks, Jason. Thanks. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's extreme. You leave a high spot with Trey it's tough to get off. You, mm -hmm. you don't want to do it. it mm -hmm. It's a, it's a stout, stout coating. It is. That's why I love it. Yeah. Agreed. All right, John from Ride and Shine. Hardest part for you on, uh, on ceramic coatings. This is as soon as the car comes in to where it leaves. It could be the entire process. I think it's knowledge. If you have no clue anything about the coating and what it's going to do, for instance. Thank you. Arizona, it is dry. It is hot. We're also in a season called monsoon season. For the past week, it has been hellacious humidity. And so have to understand how it's going to react. Dude, so, John, hold on. Arizona and humidity. Dude, I, it's called monsoon season. 80%, 80% humidity. And the difference is, is now. 80%? Is, yes. Are you sure? No. Now, the difference <laughs> is, is when it, when it. It's Light like work. walking in Florida on a good day. 
Not a bad day. Oh, uh, okay. I'm about to but go to the weather channel check it, out. I'm about to go check as, out what it is, really. It is dry as hell here. So when it's when it's humid for us, it's like Florida on a good day. Like they're not complaining, but we're like, holy crap, this is hot. Like I'm sweating, like by 10 o'clock, I'm already stinking and sweating because it anyways, bottom line is I think it boils down to education. What I've been seeing is when guys don't know enough about coatings and they want to go install a coating, they go install it. And then next thing you know, I'll get called or some of those calls and be like, Hey, how do you resolve this high spot or what's going on here? Well, it's because you didn't know what it was going to do. So they don't know the reaction time. They don't know anything about it. And I think it really boils down to, you can, there's a lot of guys that I know know how to prep vehicles and polish great. They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to laying down a ceramic coating. And part of it's because they're using 10 different ceramic coatings. 10 different vendors. So when they're using, they're expecting number one coating they used last week to react exactly the same. For instance, a couple of days ago, I was forced to install tray coating at 110 degrees outside. I was scared shitless the whole time because I have never installed it in the sun when it was hot like that. And I did, I installed it all the way through because it was a good client. Um, and the worst part is what made it even 10 times worse. The client was outside the whole time watching me. Oh, and I was, yeah. I'm not mm. kidding you. I was so exhausted. It, it was so hot. My arms were red. I mean, I was burnt, but it's because I knew the coating and how it would react. And luckily it was somewhat humid. So it acted a little bit different versus just baking on. All right. I think so it was, was your answer. Was your answer no. as the hardest part is just during monsoon season? I, I, I missed it. What's, what's the hardest part for you? Knowing the coating. You better know the coating. If you don't know the coating, yep. I think that's, you're already, you're already in uphill battle. Okay. Brandon from Tim's. Uh, today it was not sweating into the coating. <laughs> it was so hot. And I was like dripping <laughs> sweat onto the coating. Ooh, I've done that before. <laughs> And it was tray, so you know how tray and water don't mix at all. So, um, no. but yeah, it's like everybody else said, wiping it off, making sure you get it all. So you leave a hot spot on tray, you're in for a, you're in for a wild ride trying to get it off. All right, what's the humidity like for you? Let's, I mean, this is what's fun, John. Like, I, I'm gonna push this for a little bit. Right? No, like, no, dude, really. I, I just think it's funny because I've never been. I've only been to Arizona, like, I think twice. What time of season? Oh, I, I mean, I think one was Christmas and one was, I don't remember the other time. It. I didn't believe it till I seen I, it. I don't need to talk about that trip right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I just remember being dry. I mean, it was dry and hot. Like, I don't, I don't remember. I remember being there going, this, uh, this is this is almost nirvana. Like there was no bugs. Like I get it. It was hot, but I mean, humidity is just horrific. Yes. I really? I mean, humidity in Arizona versus South Carolina, Tim, come on, man. Like what, what is real yeah, humidity you, like with you? You can cut the humidity with a knife out here. I spent two weeks in, in St. Louis, Missouri, during the craziest time so i i understand humidity <laughs> st louis is almost but it's still yes. a little bit north it is i mean it's crazy the humidity in houston worst i've experienced 
I think humidity yep. down in Houston, Texas is it's absolutely disgusting. And I remember getting out of the car and I really had to catch my breath. I couldn't breathe. Yep. Same here. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't breathe. The humidity was so heavy. I couldn't breathe. It was disgusting. Yeah, you get back in the air conditioner here, it's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's, like, it's like hitting oxygen tank. <laughs> uh, so, did John, do you and, or Brandon, do you guys like hop back into your car for just a minute, turn on the AC and like, or while you're out in the humidity, do you turn on the customer's car so you can see the, feel the, humi- feel the AC? I've done I that try too. sometimes, oh, yeah. but it also takes so long to warm up, to cool down out here. Cool down, yeah. Oh, that's why you got to turn it on and then go get in. Yeah, tell a customer goes, hey, can I get a discount for you leaving my car running? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, I have five bucks a gallon. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Vic, what's the hardest part for you? Uh, oh, all the way through the process. What's the hardest part for you? Um, crap. I mean, probably the same. I, I just have to go with the same thing everybody else said. It's just knowing the. Oh, coding. come on, Vic. I mean. <laughs> Come on, man. I was hoping there'd be something uh, great out, you know, like you just kind of started getting into it. Is yeah. it, is it like the fear of it all? Is it the customer? Is it the prep work? Is it the, the high spots? What do you think? Well, I mean, the prep work is pretty simple and straightforward, but I'd say, I mean, obviously I, I think it's easier me doing it because I'm not as afraid, but like if I have to train an employee and an employee is doing it, there that's where, there you like, go. That's uh, you. There you go. Yeah. And then just getting to the point where they could actually do one by them, like a full coding by themselves. That is, uh, yeah, that, that could be pretty, pretty scary. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm with you there trying to, cause if I'm with somebody, you know, it's okay. But to just have them do the whole car and walk away. Mm. Mm. That's nerve-wracking. That's the issue we've been running into lately. Wow. Uh, did you get the, the new the – new, is is that – is the van you're in now, is that the one for Owasso? Uh, this one – yeah, this is going to be the one for Owasso, yep. Yeah, yeah, oh. sorry, my phone died earlier, but – Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to see you guys. So Vic's, Vic's got – this is his second vehicle now, and he's moving into a, a second city, and there's going to be a guy that runs his uh, – van and that city's only about 30 20 30 minutes away mm-hmm. so it's not bad you know for most of everybody else they're like yeah that's that's what our normal route is right i mean everybody yeah. else you know but here in tulsa it's like 30 minutes away is like no nah, i'll never go there i mean we can get anywhere in 15 minutes i mean so yeah. you know it's just we i never go to owasso ever <laughs> like there's no reason it's too far away it's like 30 minutes yeah, it's the, yeah, it, it's the, I mean, we do a lot of appointments in Jenks, which, you know, isn't too, too far from Tulsa either, but Owasso is just, I don't know, it just seems a little bit more out there. How's the humidity for you? Uh, you're holding through the summer? What's- yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, my second summer here. The first one was brutal, man. I'm like, holy cow, especially coming from Cali. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's but a bit different from California, it. no doubt. Yeah. And we've actually had light summers. That's surprising you said that about last summer. I thought last summer was extremely light. We're all the way into starting July, and we've had easy weather. I mean, it's been mm, 89 is the high, right? Like 90 so degrees. I know, John, right? Like, we've had it easy. That's by it's, 7 o'clock in the morning for me. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, the, the humidity, the humidity is what, is what gets you, but it, t- Tim's from South Carolina, though. I mean, the humidity there is probably. Yeah, he, he just oh, nods his head. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. John, John, I want to I want to explain something to you. Have you ever yeah. been to Michigan in the summer? Uh, I have not. All right. Our temperature tomorrow is going to be 92 degrees with a humidity rating of 65 to 70%. Our heat index tomorrow is 117. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. That's, yeah. That's crazy. It's not as easy going up here in the north. And that's what people just don't understand where, where all these weather patterns are all different. Like it's yeah. hot here. And then our heat index ends up being, you know, like it's supposed to be like 110 tomorrow, but the heat index is 121 at the highest point. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, it, when it hits you, it's like, I feel it like, like the, in, in Colorado, when it was like 30 below, it, it takes your breath away. Well, that's what happens when you're out here. It takes your breath away and you feel like, I think somebody made a TikTok where it feels like, uh, Satan just farted in your face. I mean, it's just complete heat, just yeah. burning your face. It's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, luckily we get some like break days throughout the week. I mean, last week it was like 95 every day, but this week we've had like the high a couple days ago was like 68 with like 20% humidity. And then we'll go right into 90. All the, we've even had days that break a hundred with high humidity, but it's almost always humid. I've been never- starting my days off way, way early because I'm <laughs> like, uh-uh, nope. I'm cutting uh-huh. out literally by, by, by 12 o'clock because I'm like, well, no. And, and unless I like the customer, I'm like, nope, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> There's no doubt that in detailing, one of the, the biggest struggles that we are will always face is temperatures, is the weather. Like it will always be whether it's, you know, Vic, as you know, here, I'm sure as many other places. Well, it, it is different in Florida, which is strange. They expect rain every day, but they still get their cars clean. Here, mm-hmm. if there's a chance of rain, they don't want to clean their car. They stop them here. Ah, because the rain will just clean it for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally oh. what people say. And then I have the haboob. Yes. We have a haboob that comes through and, and the little dust storms. And uh, yeah. It rains, and then two seconds later, you got a dust storm. Next, thing you know what? You got muddy cars. I literally laugh Ooh. and I go, "Cha-ching, cha-ching." That's just money for me. I'm okay with that. Wash and rinse, wash and rinse, <laughs> wash and rinse. What about wash and wax? Has anybody ever thought of? I mean, it's one of the things internally that we have oh. began to discuss: is will a package be that evolves through where we're at? You know. Economic wise, we're 2022, midsummer. What happens in 23? What happens in late 22? What's 24 look like? You know, there's usually throughout, as I'm about to this weekend, we're gonna go watch the minions movie. All right. Anybody else gonna go watch the minions? Like I'm I'm pumped, ready. Ooh, me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got kids, Tim. <laughs> so you guys going out to watch the minions? Like, I'm pumped, I'm ready. Like there's you gotta have kids. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's always Toss things $600 that hundred dollars do that. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. There's always things that re-evolve, right? Will wax re-evolve itself? That's no. one of the discussions we've been having. And would a package I've... that detailers would just slaughter and do really well on is that old traditional wash and wax, but the wax isn't the same, right? It's it's evolutioned, it's to today's. Yep. market is to today's formula 
What do you guys think? Is is a wash and wax an easy thing to probably if you, you guys bring if in? You, if you market it, if you market it right, it is. I mean, all mine clean and protect. It's my entry level service. But the wax is just a buzzword. So, like for me, I, I tell a customer that was just cheap as hell, and I said, "Oh, you want to do a wash and wax?" He's like, yeah, how much? I'm like, oh, seventy five for your truck. We wash it. It's got wax in it. Boom, done. It. And he's happy as hell with that. Well, we do it twice a week. Dude, hold on. Twice a week. Oh wait no! Wait till you try ceramic snow. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. wait. Yeah. I'm not no, doing that until it gets cooler, man, friend. I've got it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. John. John. There will be no other washing, quote unquote, wash and wax yeah, soap that you'll John. ever use. You won't yeah. ever use another one. Then I'm gonna have it to fucking try. Absolutely insane. This has been a project, and then once I dialed it in, once we got it done, I'm mind blown. This yeah. is really one of our favorite things that we're gonna be releasing. I cannot wait for the amount of people. Listen, we sent it out to Jamie the Cleaner. He's got some videos that are gonna come out. Derek, you've got some really good shit that you you yeah. did. I, I did it on Cass. Those of you that have met Cass at Mobile Tech or have mean. known that Cass, like Cass was a guy that was at a dealership working. He left. He's now a police officer. And then Ooh. we got to bring him back into the family and into the community. It's awesome. So he works with us in the warehouse because his specialty at the dealership was uh, parts. He was a, a massive... He loved parts and he ran parts for uh, a very large multi, uh, see, they were Nissan, Porsche, Mercedes. For a little bit, they were smart car, Volvo. I mean, Brandon, sort of similar, Shawshank, sort of similar to what, you know, your dealership that you kind of work with. They were a multi-chain type of, of dealership and he ran the parts for all of it. So our our warehouse is is right up his alley and he's he's killing it. Right. We did it on this police car that you guys all know, right? Police cars, they, they, they just get washed, right? They're just beat to hell. Yep. <laughs> beat to hell. Zero hydrophobics. Washed it, rinse it, and you start seeing that water fall off when before it was just sitting. And you go, wow. And then you wash it again. If you wash it a third time, like now we've got like pure ceramic beads that are. Those real tiny beads that we love in ceramic coating. Yeah. Wash it. Just wash it with ceramic snow and you'll get them. It's crazy. Yeah. What's, the, what's the life? What's the life on the ceramic foam? What's the what? Life the expectancy. Life expectancy on it. What do you mean life expectancy? I don't like, understand. Oh, like how long does it last? Is it going to last three months? John three and Derek gets it. Oh, yeah, yeah. About a month. You'll get it for about a month, maybe two. But I'll the idea still... is that you're you're going to maintain your car on a regular basis and it will start to layer itself. Yeah. The say. more you wash with it, it will layer. So I, then you'll get three, four months. I ask for a reason, because if it's 30 days under 90 days, I still will sell it as a wax. Oh, yes, absolutely. Only that's that's why only that's why I kind of brought it up, because he mentioned washing wax like. You can literally, uh, we sent it out to Dustin Stanley because he had a, an RV that he was supposed to wax. Yeah. So I still sell it at 150 and that'll be my wash and wax. You, because it the last literally 90 can. Because yeah. it will protect 
and you'll see massive hydrophobics, which is awesome. Dude, yeah, I'm that's, that's funny that you bring that up because uh, we're to, well, to break into the Owasso market. We're going to do on Sundays starting in uh, in July, well, the second week of July. We're going to rent out a lot and then do uh, $49 washing waxes. Mm. Good stuff. Yep. Be working your ass talk off to us about that because I think some people will really be interested in, in that. So you're launching a new city. You just <laughs> bought a, <laughs> that's funny. I just mentioned his name and look who's trying to hop in. <laughs> there he is. Oh, Dustin. There he is. Uh, all right. So you got this new city, you got a new van and you're going in and you're launching around a wash and wax for 50 bucks. Just, I mean, to entry, entry level, just to kind of get our name out there in that market, you know, Love and that. then, uh, yeah. And then from there, obviously then we could start selling them more, more premiums. Yeah. Yep. What goes into a wash and wax for 50 bucks? Well, I mean, now that you brought that up, I mean, <laughs> we might just use that, but I mean, you know, cause we're, we're, we're rinseless guys. Uh, but so we were just going to do, you know, eco one, uh, with, with a couple sprays of slick on it as we're, as we're doing it. But I mean, if we could just use the, uh, well, but if you're rinseless and waterless, you won't, you won't want this. You'll, you got to do a foam cannon. You gotta do all that. I would stay with eco one and slick. That's a great wash. Cause you already had that combo. Yeah. 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 I'd stay with it, but you do, you do ceramic snow. And this is what I did with my mom's car before we went down to, uh, uh, we, 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 before we went down on vacation, we drove her car and I did ceramic snow with slick and then some videos I just did the other day, um, and put them out on TikTok. Somebody said something about, well, that's a coated car. Nope. It wasn't, it wasn't coated. It was ceramic snowed and it was slicked. So yeah, stay with that eco one and slick. Dustin, were your ears burning, man? What brought you in, huh? We were just talking about you, and suddenly you hopped in. Yeah, I was watching on Facebook. So <laughs> I, had, I had some stuff going on uh, this evening, so now getting ready to head to the gym. But, yeah, the ceramic snow. So a little update on that. So we washed that thing, and then we went back and foamed it with ceramic snow and kind of brushed it in lightly on this 45-foot Allegra. The customer then took it to Florida for a couple weeks, and which is a 13-hour drive, and then he just brought it back. And when we washed that thing, man, the hydrophobics, whew, I'm telling you, still performing extremely well. So I'm impressed, especially, you know, a couple thousand miles later and, and that Florida heat. All off of just a wash. All off of just a wash because uh, your boy was not about to wash 45 or wax Shit. 45 foot. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, when we, we got back from vacation in the past couple of days, I've been working on my mom's car after we drove it. As you can imagine, the amount of bugs that were on it. I got a really cool video we're about to pull out where I was spraying hyperclean bug. I did it on her, uh, you know, side mirrors and I've got, you know, different stuff on the grill too. But the side mirror was fun because I did a video on TikTok where I just wiped using our new, uh, as Derek, you saw our new scrubber that we're going to release also called the big scrub. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's bigger, right? It's uh Brandon from Tim's. I think you've, you've used it, right? Like it's bigger. It's not the small little one where you like, 
it's a big scrub pad and it's it's very it's it's well done. It's a great pad. Yeah, that thing's real nice. I like it a lot. Yeah, I used it on some leather seats and then I went, you know what? I want I had another one, right? Of course. <laughs> uh, and I grabbed it and I was like, you know, what? I want to see what it does on this side mirror. Sprayed bug on there. And I did this like where you go like one, two, three, and you show it going like the bugs just all gone. All gone. Now some of that was a bug cleaner, but I think a majority of that was the protection that ceramic snow put down and it allowed the bugs to just wipe right off. I did the other side mirror where I just sprayed bug, hyperclean bug, and then rinsed it with a power washer. Same results. Like everything came right off. I was amazed too that it went through that much beating and over a couple of weeks and perfect. It literally looked like literally still had the hydrophobics that you ceramic coated it. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, let's get in one last question. And then Derek will go into the uh, tab out question, but I wanted to know, and let's go real quick, real quick. Uh, you know, what is your process for putting on a coating? Because there's theories out there and that's why I just, let's dive into this. Let's do it quickly. What is your practice? Do you have to cross hatch? Some people now saying, oh, they got a coating now that you don't have to cross hatch. I, I've never felt that you actually had to do everything. Um, Joe, you came to a training. I showed people a section. I showed people how you, you push the product out. You cross hatch. Sometimes all Mr. Miyagi. And inside of those trainings or on social, I'll have people go, you can't do that. You did circular motions. You caught a crosshatch or now there's people saying you don't cross it. Like the whole reason when you're applying a coating is literally you just want it level in the section. I want the same amount here at this part that I have here that I have here. Like I just want the same amount of coating on a section. So real quickly around the room, do you guys crosshatch or do you free throw? And then how many towels do you guys use? Do you do a towel per panel? Do you throw your towels away? Do you wash your towels? So quickly, process. We'll go around the room. Uh, it's kind of got moved around, so I'm going to go up to where mine is, which is cooking with Nick. Cooking with Nick, you apply coating. You free throw, cross hatch. How do you do it? And then how many towels do you use? And do you keep your towels or do you throw them away? So I don't really abide by cross hatching even coverage dictates, you know, everything. If you have even coverage, um, what I personally do is I'll do a lay 50-50 and just go left to right, left to right, left to right, left to right. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, overlap it by 50% each time. Um, and usually I'm working with Trey and I'll just, you can see it. You can see it if you're in a good light, um, how much coverage you have. And if it's got good coverage, you Okay, that's fine. Um, and I'll go from there. But yeah. Towels? Uh, depends on the size of the vehicle I'm working with. If it's a tiny vehicle like a Mini Cooper, I can get away with three to four towels. Um, I'll probably do, let's see, what I'll do is, is usually I'll start off with two towels. One towel for your first swipe and then one towel for your finish swipe to make sure you don't have any high spots. And then once that first towel gets really saturated, that second towel that I've used for that second, you know, just safe 
you know, make sure you're safe kind of thing. I'll put that as my first white towel and then move on and grab a new towel. Start that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'll keep doing that until that, that main towel that I'm using for that first wipe of leveling, it gets way too saturated. And once that gets way too saturated and I keep seeing more high spots being left or it not taking off enough product, throw that out or just put it aside and, and whatever. And I'll, I'll grab a new towel. Oh, Brandon from Shawshank. Oh, hold on. Update, Nick. You got pizza or where are we at uh, on pizza? Oh, pizza's in that, the oven. Yeah, I, was, uh, I saw mushroom crunches. out. Oh, pizza's out. I'm eating this oh. shit. Oh, he's already God. throwing that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> it looks nice. What's in on. there? Those are DiGiorno's. <laughs> Bro, what? It's um, not delivery. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Someone to say that. Crust is homemade. Sauce is just Alfredo sauce from a can. Mozzarella, Parmesan, pesto, grilled chicken, bacon. Oh. That's it. Bacon. Yes, sir. Bacon bits. Definitely. Bacon if you're bacon. going chicken and bacon, you got to go with the Alfredo sauce. Absolutely. Some red pepper Ooh. in there. Mm. We go hard. You got any olives? Did I see some olives on there? Yeah, I thought no. I saw some olives. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Looks delicious. All right, it's underscore grooms. Everybody can go check out his work and hit him up if you want to know any recipes or how to cook something. Uh, definitely. Nick, looks hey, amazing. Tom. All right. Well, I had to work on a Tesla. <laughs> I'll <laughs> Yeah, um, depends on the coating. If I'm using one coating, there's actually two-stage cleaning process with two different chemicals, so I got to go through that. And then as far as applying it, one, one of the coatings, I because it's so hard to get a high spot off, I do crosshatch. Um, I'll do the same thing with Trey. Uno and dos, I, don't, I just put it on. Um, I don't really pay attention to crosshatching. It, it levels out pretty easily, comes off pretty easily. And then when I take it off, my I always toss the rags, but I just use one rag. I, I fold it into eights and one side is wiping off. The other side's my dry side to level it out. And then I just keep flipping as I need to go. I'll do the same thing, Brandon. Yeah. Okay. So say that again. You use, you'll, you'll use the same towel to do the level and, and the final wipe. Is that what you say? You'll just flip it? Yeah. Yeah. So like this side of well no one can see in the podcast no no i get it i get towel. it i just wanted to make sure i heard what you said like so you'll use so is that per panel or will that go two panels how far does your towel go as long as it's working and then once it starts to show that it needs to be flipped i flip and then i'll even use the inside of the towel i'll flip again and use the inside of the towel all right so how many towels do you get through in in a vehicle uh Probably around five out of normal size car. Cool. Cool. All right. Joe Clean. I'm at one to two towels for an entire car for me. And I have a bucket yeah. of uh, no um, waterless wash. I mean, whatever, waterless wash in a bucket. And when I'm done with it, I throw both of my towels and my um, applicator in that bucket. And I squeeze them a few times and I just leave them there. And when I do laundry, I wash them. 
and they now become my interior towels or whatever towels that I need them for. I don't, I took the advice of throwing them away, but as I thought about it, man, I can soak those towels because it shouldn't take no more than 20, let's say 25 minutes to coat a whole entire car. Because if you're doing a minute and a half, two minutes, and depending on your temperature, I have a temperature control. I can do a half a hood and then hit a minute. And then as that minute is ticking, I actually do the other half of the hood. And then I go right back to the other side. I use the same, I use a clean rag, a clean microfiber, and I wipe it all out. My leveling and checking towel is one towel because it's like doing a window. It's just taking the product off. You take it off. And if your towel gets too messed up, like Nick said, you now shift to the other towel. But nine times out of 10, I'm using one to two towels. And that's how I get through my coatings. While the timer is waiting on this half of the hood at one minute, I'm applying it in one minute, wipe that one off and then go into the, cause I have an Apple watch. I keep a timer one in two minutes, depending on my temperature inside like the day. So I got a one minute timer and a two minute timer if I were to put on my timer. So that's how it works for me and it's been working fine. I literally, cause I have an eye for detail. I don't have any high spots and stuff like that. Unless I get to the grill and there's still some kind of doggone water in the grill in the front. Bar. <laughs> it pisses me off. But again, that's why I get most of my high spots. And then sometimes I can take the mitt, I mean, the applicator real fast and rub it. Just put a little pressure to it and it'll come out. But you got to catch it in time. You can't just miss it and forget about it and think you have to polish. If you catch it in time, you can wipe it out. Yeah, I was down in Oklahoma City um, working with some, some guys that use our product. I just had stopped in to you know, make a sales call, right? Stop in, see how everything was going. And they were actually applying tray and he had a high spot. The most interesting thing that I'd ever seen, he goes, spit on his towel. Yep. And he went and wiped it off. I've done that before. Marty, actually. Yep. <laughs> I was like, what? That's crazy. Yep. All right, Derek, what about you? How many towels do you cross hatch? Oh, Joe. Do you cross hatch yeah. or how do you apply? I do the Nick situation. I just go left or right as I work my way from the center of the hood towards me. So my apron won't go into the coating and I do a 50 50. So if I go down, I overlap it 50 50 coming back up like left to right this way and working my way towards me. Yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Derek. Um, so I, I've always like the box technique that I think that you guys, you guys had started where you just draw your box and then kind of fill in that box. I don't do the push out where you push the product out. I more just draw my box and then kind of go back and forth. So it's not the cleanest method, but as long as my big old box gets filled. And then, like I said, everyone's saying, depending on the coating, sometimes I'll do a whole fender or a whole door, you know, at least that's in my experience because it hasn't been super hot in New Jersey. So I've been able to do whole panels sometimes. Um, and then as far as towels go, I'm kind of like what Brandon was saying. I'll do like one or two towels. I'll, I don't know. I found these like they're cheaper, little high quality microfibers at the store near me. And some they're really grabby. If you drop them in leaves, throw them away because they're going to take all the leaves and the grass and crap. But as far as coatings go, they just grab at all the transfer solutions. I literally will maybe use one or two towels and I'll throw them like Joe was saying in a bucket of water of, of um, like I use rags or riches to kind of get most of it out. 
sometimes I'll reuse them. Other times I'll, like everyone was saying, I'll, they'll become interior towels usually. Um, but uh, I'm. Oh, you hit mute on your own self. What happened? <laughs> as long as, you, as, you, you were like, I'm uh, the admin here. I'm muting my own self. No, as, as, as long as I get even coverage, I'm, I'm like, as long as I can see that it's all paneled, it's beaten up like it's supposed to, I'm happy. I, I'm not all about like you have to do crosshatch, you have to do whatever. As long as it gets on the panel and it's good, I'm happy. Oh, Lucas. So I use the big blue rectangular super saver applicator pads. And what I, I do is I'll take put my coating on it and then I'll do like a big kind of zigzag across where I'm about to coat. And then I'll do a box and then do the side to side up and down. Mm -hmm. Check it over in the ceiling lights, make sure it's it's even, give it its time to flash. And then when I wipe, I take two towels, I use two towels. And I keep a rotation. I always have a, a wipe off towel and I'll have a dry towel. My wipe off towel, every time I'm wiping off a section of coating, it rotates to a fresh side. Every towel has eight sides. So usually we'll get one to two panels per, um, per towel. And then when I'm done, I always wipe in a scoop method from around the outside of the coating. So I'm not pushing high spots outside of my mm -hmm. little box that I drew. So I'll do a scoop around the outside and then the inside work it out to the center and then I'll take my second towel and I'll go over to make sure I'm done. Check it with the light, make sure no high spots. And then once my main towel is filled up with coating, it goes right in the trash. I don't bother with washing or any of that. It's, I just, I got plenty of fucking towels to wash. I just throw them in the trash. So every time I do a coating, it's new towels. And then with my secondary towel, once I need a fresh towel for wipe off, my old secondary towel becomes my new main wipe off towel. And then I grab a fresh towel as my secondary wipe off towel. And that's pretty much my process. Well, wow. all right. And so your primary towel, you always chunk after you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably, I'll throw it away anywhere from five towels, maybe on a small car all the way up to I've, I've used 20 towels before on a truck before. I mean, it, it really varies on the size of the truck and, the temperature and how the coating's coming off, what coating it is. So I'd say anywhere from five to 20 towels a car. But I, just like Derek was saying, I use um, some cheap Meyer brand towels, which is yeah. pretty close to like the uh, Walmart yellow towels you'll get. They're pretty shitty for interior work, but God damn it, are they great for coating <laughs> removal or um, they're real nice for getting polishes off too. Um, I haven't, I have yet to mar anything with it and they, they don't lint very much as I, mm. I usually do a little whip, you know, I'll pull it out of the package, do a couple whips to get some yep. of the loose fibers off. And yeah, she's ripped the yeah. tag and it, it works fantastic. And it's, you know, 20 bucks for 40 towels and it's, it's yes. great. Yes. All right. That is interesting. So there is a thing in detailing of whether or not you throw away your towels or Joe, I'm, I'm a lot like you, man. I, I reuse my towels. I, after a couple times though, I'll chunk it, but I'll usually use it to do the process of coatings and then it will get shifted over into all the other right excess, right? Like wheel cleaning, fenders, door jams, you know, all that scarp, you know, scrubbing carpets that those towels all go into another pile. It, it is, there's no right or wrong, right? There really isn't. There's no right no, or wrong. Everybody no, runs all. their business the way they want to run it. 
all good. Towels are like socks for me. If I could have a fresh one every time, I'd be the happiest man in the world. (laughs) Well, some of it depends on the product too, right, Marty? Say say again? Some of it depends on the product too, right? Like I have some coatings where the towel turns rock hard and would scratch the hell out of everything. And then I have some coatings afterwards. It's not actually that bad. That is true. That is true. Some old technology, some new technology. You're right. But when there's a towel shortage because it's sunk in the middle of the ocean like the Porsche did, we're going to be wishing you had some kind of old towels. <laughs> I vision that one day Don't I was throwing away my towels until I had this one epiphany. I'm like, you know what? The yep. only way it's in the garbage if I do the door jams, rules and ties if it gets too bad. But I use a brand new towel every time I do the windows and the coating, but they get shifted to everything else. And then I throw it away. That might be th- probably four months before I throw a towel away. I mean, that towel away because it's going to get mixed up. But if it ever becomes a shortage, we're going to have to learn how to use our towels over and over. Because I don't know what tomorrow holds. It is, that is funny. You mentioned the word shortage. I mean, there's so many different shortages out there over the past years. Never had a microfiber shortage. Hey. We, we didn't. That is Not interesting, yet. though. Like, Not could yet. it ever happen? I, I don't know. Let the government figure out a way to make money off of it. It would be a shortage. And tax you on it. You know, or if there was a petroleum shortage, you know, because microfiber is made out of oil, you know. So oh. maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. It's made out of plastic, I think. Microfibers derive from yeah. plastic. Yeah. All right. John from Ryan Shine. Yeah. Basically, I, I, I have uh, usually eight to 10 towels laid out for a full um ceramic coating job they're all brand new all right so you lay them out so what i do is i actually will take two towels and i'll put and i'll usually use about eight towels through my vehicle and i'll i'll go through joe if you remember i talked about this in our training i'll go through and i'll put them in like door handles or on top or yep i'll go ahead and lay them around the vehicle and i'll use about eight towels too yeah what do you lay them out as you go or you just go back and grab another one I lay them, I lay them all out. I, yeah. I, 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 because I, I, it, sometimes if stuff gets dropped, whatever the case is, you grab it. I don't want, I don't want to move back and forth. When I get in that mode, I just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then I always know that that's a, that's a brand new towel that goes into a separate bin uh, soaking and I wash it and then inspect it. And if it's good, it's moved down to interior. My, my towels go through four different lifespans before it will ever go to my oh i gotta check oil in my van so oh i'm gonna use that one last piece or cleaning up an oil spill in my garage i will always use it several times but i always inspect my 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 towels every single uh sunday that's what my afternoon is mm-hmm. <laughs> and cross edge i it it just depends uh most of the time i don't i end up just starting closer to the edge and then just overlap as i'm going and pull back to me um and just give a little bit of overlap and it seems to work out good because when i crosshatched it seemed like i was just spreading more product and moving more product versus letting it cure doing what it needs to do so i don't crosshatch too much but i always reuse towels okay so zero crosshatching at all horizontal do you do vertical or are you a miyagi i mean how do you do the application it really depends on i'm, I'm short so I, there's, I, I can't just, I can't just go lay across a hood, uh, you know, so it really, it really just depends. Sometimes I'm going from, from windshield to, to grill and sometimes I'm going side to side. It just really depends. Um, but it depends on my 
my uh, um, my reach because I don't really have much of a reach. So yeah, so it just really depends. But I will do a cross when I need to, but that's only for me when it's a controlled more of a controlled environment and it's a little bit cooler and I don't have to rush as much. But when I know that I'm on point, I have to get it done at a certain time. Nope. I know exactly what I need to do. Go. Brandon from Tim's. Yeah, I usually follow the body lines, make like a box and then kind of cross hatch it in from there. And then I use probably six towels, I guess, around the whole vehicle. Um, two to two to three to wipe it off, depending on what I'm using. Sometimes more if I'm using tray. And then I, I try to reuse my towels if I can. You know, I'll soak them and then try to wash them. And what do you soak them in? Uh, I usually just soak them in like some some warm water, like as soon as I get done with them, and then wash them and try to, you know, if they look good when I get done, I'll, I'll reuse them. A bucket of OxyClean seems <laughs> to break it down because that oxygenation just seems to break it down. Just something I use. I think in pretty much any, I mean, Joe mentioned O&R, you know, something like uh, Eco One. Um, you said OxyClean. Some people have said, you know, some APC. I think the water's the key part, right? Something water and then maybe something else inside of the water that might break apart something. So whether that's a, a cleaner or a some type of waterless something i think you know you're right if if towels can soak just something happens to where it it breaks apart that bond and you can generally get those towels back to to use yeah yeah vic yes sir yeah we do a a box and then we'll uh we'll x the box and then go from side to side and kind of like a cross hatch So say that again. You'll you'll make your box, and then you'll take an X in the box, and then go from side to side, and then go side to side. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not a cross hatch, but it yep. is a yeah. Okay. It is yeah. overlapping. I guess kind yeah, of it is overlapping. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's a process. Cool. How many towels do you use? Probably about eight. I'd say six to eight, depending on the size of the car. Yeah. Cool. 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 Oh, I did want to say congrats to Joe. I saw he's, uh, I heard he's buying a car wash or, or building one, right? Oh, yeah. That was on the episode we just put out a little bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joe I, came back from a conference, got all excited, and he's ready to move to Tennessee, hang out with, uh, cooking with Nick and, and, buy a car wash yeah he, well he's gonna buy some land and then he's gonna build a car wash that's i'm move, excited man. man that's the yeah. move yeah that's awesome joe any updates when are you moving uh i gotta start grinding a little bit harder <laughs> yeah um, come to find out septic tanks and well drilling and power moving on the property is a little bit more expensive than i thought so <laughs> yeah. go ahead that way <laughs> so the car wash is going to be definite, but the moving in a moving on the property right now is going to be the process. So we're oh, going man. to end up buying the property and not moving immediately, basically. All right. You got to move to Oklahoma, man. 
That's where it's I'm at. Good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. Joe, you're good. Don't do it. I mean, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you, but I'm just telling you, you won't be happy. Don't come to Oklahoma. <laughs> good. Yeah, thank you. I mean, really, the reason to come to Oklahoma is just if you like smoke weed. Really, that's the way become Oklahoma has. Like, we have as many dispensaries as we have gas stations, I think. As many, yeah, as dispensaries as we have yeah. churches and banks. Like, it's insane. It's like, this market exploded. Vic, am yeah, I right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, right. Right. I, I thought I came out here and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. It's going to be a Bible, Bible state. And I see all these dispensaries. I'm like, hey, you know what they're doing after church, huh? Everywhere. <laughs> They're elevating themselves in more than one way. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, uh, Dustin. What's your application like? How do you apply the coding? You're a crosshatcher. You're a free flow. And how many towels do you use? Uh, so I wasn't crosshatching for the longest time. Uh, just because I knew that I could hit all the spots, just being thorough. But now that I've got employees, I'm back to cross action. I just want to do it the right way so they can follow my lead. Uh, and just make sure that they're hitting every inch of that panel. Uh, we go through about eight. All right, hold on. Let me, let me dive into yep. that for a second. What is it about employees that you think that they need to learn cross hatching? Well, so, you know, when I'm doing it as an owner operator, I'm making sure I'm being thorough, you know, I'm making sure I'm hitting everything as an employee, you don't know what's going through their head that day. So they might just be there for the paycheck, or maybe they've got some pride, you know, they could be having an off day. So if I teach them to cross hatch, it's a system. Then, yeah, you know, it's a system. So uh, I just kind of implemented that and, you know, just trying to lead by example. I, I always thought that cross hatching was a myth anyways, but it's a good practice to get into, especially if you've got guys working for you, uh, making sure they're hitting all their marks. Okay. Towels. Uh, about, about eight towels. Um, and we do reuse those towels. Like, honestly, I don't think soaking your towels is, as big of a thing as everybody makes it out to be because um, I don't have an issue. Um, we, every coding job gets a brand new pack of towels. Um, our towels come in 12 packs. We order them in bulk. Um, so every, every coding job gets a new pack of towels anyways. Um, and then after that, we just throw them into the washer and then they become, you know, exterior towels. They're still fine for, uh, you know, wiping off compound or, you know, just spraying on slick and wiping. I, I haven't found them to harden enough to where it makes a difference. Uh, we, do we don't let them dedicated. Right? Because yeah, we don't I mean, have well, a washer. That makes, that makes sense, Dustin. It really does. Dustin, you have a washer and dryer. That is considered soaking them. You're just doing it in a luxury form. I have a bucket. Yeah, but, <laughs> yes, but most of our towels, most of our towels I have a for some time. <laughs> <laughs> that's considered soaking to me dustin because you throw them right into the washer no they go into the laundry basket and it might be a day or oh, two before those oh. towels get washed so gotcha um like i said i haven't had an issue but we use 3ds uh they're detergent for microfiber towels and they seem just fine and then they go through the ringer and eventually become <laughs> interior towels and then eventually i throw them away or 
make a post and some other detailer comes and picks them up. So Wait, uh, we go through a lot of towels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, dude I'll get, I've given away like garbage bags full of microfiber towels just because we, we get so many, uh, especially the amount of coatings we've done this year that, you know, like I've got a big six foot long tote and it is full of microfiber towels. Wow. So you can always help a young detailer out. Always. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, that, and that's what I want to do. So if I can help somebody out, heck yeah, man. Hey, Dustin, oh. but how, how long would you say like you would, or how, how many times, I know it's kind of various employee to employee, but the issue I've been running into or, or, or thing I haven't been able to let go completely is uh, letting uh, my employees do coatings by themselves just because I'm, I'm afraid they'll, they'll mess it up. <laughs> uh, man, you just got to trust them and they're going to leave high spots. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going to until they pick it up. I mean, some of my guys have been with me for, you know, four or five, almost six months now. And you're still going to have to go behind them and be quality control. Um, yeah. Now, Uno, they're pretty good about getting Uno, taking care of it. Uh, I just kind of implemented the process of, taking you know they use one edgeless 350 towel for a certain panel and they'll use every side of that and then we'll finish that panel with the cookie monster towel which is real high pile and that certainly helps eliminate um, a lot of issues with high spots you just got to trust them man let them screw up a little bit and uh just you know fix it um it's all part of the learning yeah. curve cool oh so margin Marty, my main question is, how much product do we actually use? Because I actually, on a 30 mil bottle, I can do two coatings, two cars with that, is what I do. That's about right. It depends on which product. Yeah, so a 30, okay, so with the, with the tray, I don't You're not laying down on the couch. You moved to a car. Yeah, I moved to my truck. Yeah, my truck. I have a charge. My charger port is right there and my home has what I lay it on a table and it charges like a charging table. Did so you I ever could, get that big ego, ego truck? Mm, I never had. Was going you to you go. were going to buy a truck with a big old lift. Oh, no, I was going <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, you I were. Was going to lift yeah, this, I was going to lift this truck. OK, OK. Yes, that's what happened. I'm that's not, how far I'm I've no, been out of the loop, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, I'm no longer going to lift this truck. Yeah. Why? I, um, because I had a business discussion and I'm going to get rid of this truck and get four more little trucks. So <laughs> I would rather do that <laughs> than to put the money in a lift. That's just the one so time. So then you capital. can lower all four of those then. No. <laughs> John's a lower guy, man. You got to you got to understand the process. Hey, I'm sure this is lower that shit. <laughs> John was a low rider back in the day. Yeah, let's just, let's just drop that thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not going to do this truck anymore. I'm going to get rid of this truck. So I got my tax breaks out of it and I realized I have to talk to my advisor to get rid of it. So that's what I'm going to do. So whatever i just got to roll with the punches mm. all right yeah derek it's time tab out question of the night great discussion guys thanks so much it was a lot of fun yeah uh, oh, yeah good on processes 
there's no right way. There's no wrong way unless you fuck it up. Right. But you know, yeah. So it's fun to talk through a bunch of different processes, all the listeners, thousands of people that will listen there. They're going to really be excited about learning from different people and the way they do something. So thanks so much. All right, Derek, what is the tab out question of the night? All right, guys. So uh, here we go. So what set of items could you buy that would make the cashier most uncomfortable? What's the say that? I'm sorry. Say one more time. So what set of items could you buy that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? Ooh, it's 2022. Like, not one thing I can think of. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I'll, nothing. I'll, I'll tell you guys mine. How about what would make us? I mean, has anybody yeah. ever gone through and had to get like, listen, my, I'm I'm divorced <laughs> or my previous wife, like right, like tampons, my, pads. No. No, no, I got one. No, Joe, I got no. One. They get dry. Like they never could get like, and you'd have to get oh. that moisturizer. What was it called? Uh, KY. KY jelly. KY jelly or well, KY. KY but there was a better one. What was the better one? Anal ease. No. <laughs> that's I, don't know about that. I don't know anything. I believe it's called slick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's on the, you take the label well, I don't know slick. if it made, I mean, I think there was one time that I went went into like Walgreens and just got that and like put it on the register. And then like, there was just a couple looks, but they, they knew they couldn't really be uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable. Like, man, it's odd. Like you're putting like a, a sex moisturizer, whatever it's called, like <laughs> right there on the thing. And it's like, uh, I'm so glad my wife now doesn't have that problem, but my previous <laughs> wife did have that problem. That's why she's an ex-wife. That's okay. why she's an ex-wife, right? Like, absolutely. Yep. So, exactly. Did he answer that question right, Derek? Because I have one based on what he just said. I was gonna, I was gonna say I'll, 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 I'll say mine real quick just to give her one. So I went to, I went to Walmart and picked it up, a, and of course, uh, it was a pack of condoms, oil from my truck, and an oil filter. I put it down on the counter. It, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not a. It rolls up on the conveyor belt. They looks down. It looks up at me, and I go, "It's not what you think." And then I rang it up, and then kept going. She was smiling the whole time. I'm like, listen, the oil is for the truck. The oil is just for the truck as well. The columns have nothing to do with the two. And she's just like, "Okay." And I go, "I'm serious." So. I think anytime you go up to the register with condoms, like it just it's odd. Like I, yeah. I've done it at like one o'clock in the morning, right? Like <laughs> where you're like. I mean, and it's like everybody knows what's going on. You're like, hey, yeah. this is what it is. Like, I'm high, like, I, whatever, you know. I'm like, being safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mine Listen. is if you buy one product, right? And it's two o'clock in the morning and it's a roll of Reynolds wrap. Wait. Y'all never heard. <laughs> yeah. got, I could definitely no. see how that would make right. people uncomfortable. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, no. you're right. And a couple of items. <laughs> Absolutely right. Wait, Joe. <laughs> No. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> yeah, you got to lick it before you stick it. Y'all remember Booty Call when he had to run his rap? At yes. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Oh my God. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Anybody else? Dustin, have Listen, you gone up to a counter and uh, something's uncomfortable? 
Oh, man, I got the perfect one. This will fit the times, too. If I could think of anything to make somebody blush and make it real awkward at the counter, oh, it would sorry. be a pack of Trojans and a Plan B pill. Wow. <laughs> that is about Whoa. as fucked up as it gets. <laughs> Double safety, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah that would stop. I, I haven't done it though, but if I could think of a screwed up situation, yeah, oh, that's, you haven't that's done it, it huh? but you knew the combination, no, no. but you hadn't done it, huh? It popped into my head. <laughs> oh, it just suddenly popped into your head, huh? <laughs> <laughs> suddenly popped into my head. So that we know what to do, huh? Yeah, yeah the elephant exactly. gift for Christmas. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, that would be one hell of a gift to. Maybe like somebody just turning 18 or something, be like, here you go. Here you go, old boy. What the hell am I supposed to do? No. <laughs> too much, too much. All right. Has anybody got something non sexual? Like, no. Anybody, or is it all sexual? Sorry, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, right? Like, what makes <laughs> what makes cashiers uncomfortable? It's definitely something sexual. You're right. Brandon from Shawshank, you well, got anything? What Dustin said, honestly, uh, not just the the pill, but did you ever have to go the next morning with the girl to the store to get the Plan B pill? That's all. I have. I have. Because everyone's looking at you, the cashier's looking at both of you, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I had to get a Plan B pill, like, after midnight by myself, like, she yeah, didn't even want me to wait. Like, you bet. Like, getting plan B pills is just uncomfortable. It's not as bad, but like walking in with the girl and you're both there at the counter. <laughs> it's only weird when it's the babysitter. Ah! Oh! <laughs> just saying. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing you ever come across. You're like, yeah, she drove me here. <laughs> That's too much, John. I'm not even going to ask if you have yeah. that experience. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm it not even going to ask. Lucas, Lucas, what about you, man? What's the most uncomfortable thing? Uh, a few years ago, my niece had like fourth birthday or something, and she was really into like these Polly Pocket or like little Bratz dolls, some kind of doll. And I went to Myers at like two in the morning by myself because, I don't know, I think I got done snow plowing or something, and I was like, oh, shit, my niece's birthday party is tomorrow, so... I went and I bought like a hundred dollars worth of dolls and I had like 10 little packages of girls toys and I get up to the counter and there's one old lady up there and she's like, Oh, your daughter's going to be so happy. And I'm like, I don't have any kids. <laughs> and that was no. all I said. <laughs> and she was kind of taken aback. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. One. That's hilarious. Cooking with Nick, you got anything? Crisco condoms and a coat hanger. Wow! Ooh. Wow! Going dark here, kids. Yeah, dark. since you're going fucking South Park right there, like Jeez, hey. I was gonna say, whoa. as he's turning the lights off. Wow! Yeah, I was gonna oh. say he turned the lights off now. Oh, this wow. bedtime fool. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go for an explanation. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. You asked. 
That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Guys, thanks so much. Fun times. We went a little bit overboard, but it was a great discussion. It was good. To, it was a good times. Thanks so much, guys. I enjoyed having a beer with you on the community pub or as Joe Clean, you know, maybe a little fruit juice. So, guys, thanks so much for hopping on. I enjoyed it. Lucas, Brandon, John, other Brandon that had to hop off because he's got kids. Joe Clean, always fun. Nick. Everybody go check out Cooking with Nick. It's underscore grooms. Derek, pleasure, brother. Great tab out question. And uh, listen, everybody look forward to this will come out after we release Ceramic Snow. If you're listening now, go grab it there. It's It'll transform. Nobody has oh, yeah. this. It's the most amazing soap you'll ever experience. Guys, oh. thanks so much. Have a great night. Have a good one, guys. See you guys. Hey, this is Marshall. You know what? That was such a fun episode. But you know what it missed? It was actually part of that episode that I was sitting there and I go, you know what we're missing in this episode? Do you wonder? Do you wonder what we're missing? We're missing you. We really want you to be a part of the community pub. It's every Wednesday night, 730. Go to Zoom ID 918. 918- 800-1188 and be a part. It's a community. Have a lot of fun. Come have a beer with us. And that's okay if you don't drink beer. Not everybody does. Just come out, enjoy, talk about detailing. This is Marshall. Make it a great day.